letting all the <laughs> okay um hello everyone welcome back to indigenous sisters podcast um i'm your host madison and i'm also with our other host keisha today we're going to be talking about abuse and uh our experience with abuse and how we've healed with it or how we've healed from it um so i'm gonna start first and i'm gonna start with like a story and um yeah so I remember my first experience with abuse I was 14 years old and it was one of my first relationships one of my first serious relationships I was ever in and I remember everyone was just talking about how cute we were together and how we just kind of matched together and a lot of them were right but a lot of them didn't know what was really going on and my family never knew what was going on my friends didn't know what was going on and behind the scenes he was actually mentally abusing me and physically abusing me and eventually I started abusing myself because I was just in in such a dark phase in the relationship that I just didn't really matter it didn't really matter to myself it didn't really matter to me if I was okay or not because I already wasn't okay um I remember when we first started dating we were going through the honeymoon phase and you know he started doing little things that were not okay but I remember he always apologized and me being 14 I thought he was ashamed of what he was doing and you know I didn't really think about it and he kept doing it but he kept saying sorry so to me I was like to me it was just like okay like he still like he still loves me if he says he's sorry like it's it's okay and I remember like you know like he did little things that would make me um he to me uh he wanted me to feel isolated at a certain point like to me he wanted me to himself and then you know once he got me to himself like he didn't want me anymore and I remember like I dropped friends to be with him because you know to me like he would put like thoughts in my head like you know like your friends aren't being good friends anymore like you know they're doing this and that and like they don't want us to be together anymore and I only remember you know my friends ever saying like I'm worried about you I'm really worried about you I'm worried about this relationship I'm worried about what you're getting yourself into and because I thought he loved me so much um I denied every bad thing that he did to others or that he did to me. Um, I denied uh, everything that he did bad to himself. And it was because I wanted to protect him and I wanted to protect his relationship. And I wanted to protect our reputations because we were still young. And I knew like, you know, one bad thing, I don't want to mess up my reputation. And... I just remember thinking like I was already in such a bad state at the time because of the things he would say like he would go
go on about how I was a bitch or how I was a whore and he would call me every name in the book and I remember like he would threaten me and uh I remember it actually got physical well it started to get physical and he started to hit me and I remember like this one time he pulled me by my hair and uh he grabbed my bag and threw it at the wall and he broke one and he broke my phone and um it was a very traumatic experience because I was I've never went through an abusive relationship before that was my first time ever going ever being in a serious relationship and having that be an abusive relationship was just so hard to understand and I thought it was like I thought that that was love because he always said that he loved me he always apologized he always got me gifts and that's one of the things that abusers will do and that will take they will take advantage of it is they will do stuff for you they will get stuff for you because when they hit like when they when they come into your life they hit hard and they hit fast because that's what abusers do and eventually like I started to abuse myself because I honestly thought like I was worthless because that's what he made me feel like he made me feel worthless um he said he loved me but after a while like I started to like think and I was like you know what I feel so horrible about myself like he makes me feel so horrible about who I am and now I'm starting to feel horrible about myself because he made me feel like everything that he did to me was my fault he pushed me because I did this. He called me this name because I did that. And um, I just remember being so mean to myself and I started self-harming. And I remember I would lay awake at night and I would just think about like all the bad things that I did in, I did in the past and you know, I would think about all the things about how I could have changed that and it would just make me feel even worse. And so when he told me I was worthless or I didn't matter to anyone, I believed that. And to me, like, that was him having so much power over me. And I remember this one time... um we got into an argument and I don't even know like to this day I can't even remember what it was about but I remember me and him were arguing and I was like walking him to the bus stop and it was like it was like in the winter time so you know like the time changes different it gets darker faster and so it was like a little bit dark and the street lamps were on and like I could remember what happened but I could never remember why we were arguing. And I just remember we were like screaming back and forth at each other, like walking all the way to the bus stop. And eventually like, you know, he started going on about how 
I'm so stupid and like how I'm worthless and how my family doesn't even care about me. And it was probably one of the worst things I have ever heard come out of someone's mouth, especially like, like it was like really heartbreaking to me. Like I cried, like I just burst into tears. Like once he said that and I don't even know why I was crying because like he didn't know my family but like he knew me and I just remember like screaming at him and I was like I hate you like I hate you so much like I hate you so much that it hurts and I was like screaming so much at him and he was screaming back at me and like he like started pushing me and like he was being very like very very aggressive so like um guys are stronger than girls and like I wasn't getting in his face or like trying to hit him or anything I was just like screaming at him and because he was screaming at me and I remember like he started getting in my face and he started pushing me and it was like very aggressive and um he like pushed me onto the ground and there were were these two apartment buildings right by the bus stop there and there was a parking lot and this older guy who probably had just gotten off his shift um was getting out of his vehicle and seeing what he was doing or well he probably like noticed what was going on because we were screaming at each other we were literally both causing a scene I'm embarrassed about it to this day and um so yeah I just remember I was literally like he pushed me onto the ground and that guy came running over and he started getting mad at me and he's like he's like don't be pushing her and I was like the only thing that went through my mind I didn't even think about it it was just kind of like I was so used to protecting him that I just got up and I was like, no, I was like, I was like, it's, I was like, everything is okay. I was like, he didn't do anything. I was like, it's fine. And he like looked at me like he knew something was wrong. And I don't even know why I protected him and why I continued to stay with him. I just thought like in my head, like he made me feel like if, I left him, no one else was going to love me the way that he loved me. And to me, that was, like, to me, that was love because that was my first ever relationship. So, like, that was, like, the thing that I was shown first. And it was very hard. And it was very emotional. And it was very, like, he drained so much energy from me and so much time. And I wish... I would I still wouldn't go back and change anything because I learned from it but I just remember I just remember going back home after that after he got onto the bus and I sat in my room and I just started bawling my eyes out and I remember thinking why would you why would you like continue to stick up for him like that like, why didn't you tell him, like, why didn't you tell that guy what was going on? Why did you, t- why, why, why would you lie to that guy? And I was so 
embarrassed because I knew that guy knew what was going on. And I just didn't know like what to do. I think it was just kind of like the fact that I protected him so many times before that, that I didn't want to see him get in trouble because I knew what he was doing was really bad. And me dating him, I never would want to see him in trouble. But at the same time, like, I wanted him to stop doing it to me. But I was so young, like, um, <clears throat> I was so young. So like, I didn't know how to get out of a relationship like that. And I remember when I did get out of it, um, it was like really, really hard for me at first because, you know, he said all those things like, no one's going to love you the way that I loved you. No one's going to want to be with you. Like, you're so stupid. You're, you're a bitch. Like, I actually remember he threatened to burn my house down, which was terrifying. And I was very concerned about my family and, um, yeah, I was very concerned about my family, but, you know, at the same time, like, when I told him I was leaving him, I was leaving him for all the right reasons, and it wasn't because I was scared, it was because I started to love myself, and I realized I deserved better than what he was putting me through, and, you know, like, when our relationship started getting physical, because there were a few arguments that did turn physical and it did get bad and at one point in that relationship I thought about like at one point when I was leaving him the only thing like the one thing that crossed my mind was I love myself and I love myself to know that I don't want to be like I don't want to end up dead from being an abusive relationship and I realized like I was so happy before that relationship and I was so free and I had great friends before that and you know he wanted to cut off all my resources and he wanted me to make me feel alone and that's exactly what he did and so when I broke up with him and we ended up moving I felt that freedom back and I felt so happy and also I wanted to heal from what he put me through because what he put me through was not okay and I was so emotionally damaged and spiritually I was so spiritually damaged too like he crushed my he crushed my soul and he crushed my spirit and he made me feel like such a bad person for every little thing. And I just remember like being so sad and so depressed for so many months after that. And I remember I would like, I had very bad anxiety and you know, like to me it was, you know, like when people move too fast, you know, you kind of flinch or like, it was just very, it was a very traumatic experience for me. And so 
when I came out of the abusive relationship, I continued to not tell anyone. And um, can you just give me a second? Like when I got out of the relationship, I never told anyone about it. Like it was just kind of, I went through it and I didn't want to go through it again, but I didn't want to talk about it. And, you know, no one knew what happened. You know, my friends kind of knew what was going on. Like they kind of suggest, like they kind of like had a feeling about what was going on, but like my family was completely clueless about it. And um, I remember like every time when they asked if I wanted to go back and go and visit up there, like I never wanted to go and they'd be like, no, we have to go. And I would go and visit my other friends, but like I didn't want to see him again. And we had mutual friends, so that was very hard. So, like, I kind of always stayed in the house when I was up there. And I didn't really want to go anywhere um, just because I didn't feel safe. And I also remember, like, when we first started, like, when it started getting physically abusive, I started to notice the honeymoon phase became shorter and shorter and it was just to the point where it didn't exist anymore and it was just emotional abuse and verbal abuse and um, physical abuse too and it was something I just had to get rid of and I remember when I finally came out and told someone about it it happened to be someone in my family and they didn't believe me which was very heartbreaking because we were very close and I thought that they would have believed me about it and I remember after that they told everyone else in my family about it And to me, like, I, I was so, like, kept to myself after that. Like, I didn't really trust anyone after that. And I just stayed silent. I didn't want to be around anyone after that. Like, I felt so betrayed and I felt like, if I needed help, I could have turned to my family and they would have helped me. And at that time, they just didn't. And it was just something, like, after that, I didn't want to, like, be in a relationship after that. And I just wanted to be by myself and stay by myself. And that's exactly what I did for a long while. And... But when I started like healing from it, it took me like it took me a long time to heal from it. I ended up having a friend that went through the same thing as me, 
that dated that person as well. Um, so I know, so I knew I wasn't alone because I knew, like, to me, I knew I wasn't going crazy because I felt like I was going crazy. Like, no, no one would believe me. And like, he did all that crap to me and like, uh, Uh, but no, like he, like to me, like he did all that stuff to me and like, I felt like I was going crazy because no one was believing me. And so when she finally told me like what she was going through with that, like when she dated him, like it gave me a peace of mind knowing I wasn't the only person he did that to. And yeah. And so like I started journaling lots after that and I remember I wrote all my feelings down and after that I started connecting with my friends again and I read a lot of books after that because books were one of the main things that helped me get my mind off of the things that I would be thinking of which would be like you know I would replay like some of the arguments that we had in our head or I would replay like the fights and that and it was just because I was sitting at such a low point in my life at that time because of all the abuse he put me through and all the crap I had to experience with it and it was just always on my mind and I always had really bad anxiety after that so reading books was just a way of me getting out of reality and just focusing on something that I really liked and I just remember I they had a mental health they had a mental health uh person working at the school there so I started going to see I started to go and see the mental health counselor and I started talking about that with her lots. And it was just, she gave me some really good ways to cope with it. And it was just grounding myself and breathing. That was one thing that always helped. And also hanging out with my friends. And I got really good into drawing because she always told me like drawing was a really good thing to well, finding hobbies was, like, a really good thing to help with it, like, meeting new people and that. So I ended up entering or going into, like, art class, and I met, like, a lot of amazing people in that class. And art was, like, another way that I was able to cope with those feelings as well. But, no, writing was definitely one of the best ones because I was able to write whatever I wanted and how I felt and... I remember I would write down poems or lyrics or just a little journal entry. And that was one of the main ways that I healed. But now, um, because we are talking about certain topics again, um, my way of healing is through this podcast because we both have stories that we um, are talking about. Sorry, my cat is, like, jumping on the walls. <laughs> um, but, no, my, definitely my, my way of healing now is definitely talking on the podcast and 
giving people hope and giving them pieces of mind knowing that they're not the only ones going through this stuff either but I will let you take over and I'll let you say your piece you're welcome okay thank you for sharing with us yes um so I wanted to thank Madison for sharing with us and that we're here to share you with you guys about our personal experiences and to also know that there's a lot of triggers in our stories and we're doing our best yeah. not to put as much detail into them. <laughs> but they're just stories that we wanted to share. So mm-hmm. I'll start now. <laughs> okay. The people that also go through abuse, I just want to say that the people who abuse you, they don't deserve you. They and that also that you're not alone, that there's a lot of us that go through this as well. Like Madison said, um <clears throat> the abuse started when I was eight or nine. Um it was from my mom's boyfriend. It started when I was that that small and I was the oldest out of all my mom's kids so once my mom and my dad broke up she met a a guy and then she started having kids with him so I was eight or nine when I finally told like well there was a lot of drinking and fighting between my mom and jealousy with them and I didn't understand any of it because I was so young and when I told the school that I didn't want to go home, they didn't really do anything. They just like basically didn't believe me because I didn't have no bruises or like they didn't really know what was going on behind closed doors. So my mother's ex-boyfriend was just like always around and babysitting us as her mom made money and did something. So he was always around us. So he got mad all the time. And I've noticed that it was ba- basically at us kids and my mom so he physically he started physically abusing us when we were when i was like a really small child like when i was five or six right when it didn't take him take him long to show his real side of himself when he was drunk because he was blacked out most of the time and i would hear my mom and him just like going at it for the longest time arguing and i just learned that it's not my fault that I went through that and that to let the negative energy and anger go because that wasn't me kid I was happy and I was like really I always liked making people laugh and I still like doing that and that's who I was as a kid I was happy and everything and that's what he took away from me and then it was really hard for me to find that again as a kid because I thought like I knew it wasn't normal because I was sad all the time and I thought that someone that was supposed to be there for my mom was supposed to be there for me too, I guess. Because I was a kid, I didn't really think about it. And I was always like, who is this guy? He's not my dad. But I just always knew it wasn't normal for someone to put their hands on me, especially if they like supposed to love my mom and whatever my mom has, he's supposed to take in too. My real dad 
was never mean to me, but he was always in and out of jail. So, like, I couldn't really know what was going on. He didn't know what was happening to me. I know he would have protected me. Honestly, I knew he would have. The abuse got worse when my mom was, like, gone places. So, like, he would do it around her as well because he would do it to her as well, like, beat her up and, like, abuse her in front of us and, like, basically traumatize us because we would be crying and she would be screaming and, like, getting so, like, scared for all of us and I would be so scared because it's a man and I didn't know what to do he used to like he was bigger than all of us he's bigger than my mom he was like into like um lifting weights and like working out and stuff so that was like scary to me because he knew how to lift like stuff that were heavy and like throw stuff around and that's what he did to us he like I remember this one time he me and my little brother were playing games and my little brother was crying because he didn't win and well of course me I just wanted to play and I didn't think anything of it. He started crying. My stepdad come running upstairs to our room and he's like, Why is he crying? And then he just grabbed me and like he held me again like from he put his hands around my neck and he like held me against the wall and like kept asking me what happened and I was just like oh, we were just playing games and he's like don't lie and he's like why is he crying and he didn't believe me he was like really mean I feel like he just took his anger out on me like because he was crying and he didn't want to pay attention to my brother I just think that it was hard because they didn't have he didn't have patience with us and my siblings it was his kids I was the only one that wasn't his kid so I kind of got different treatment, I, I would say, than the other kids. Um, I remember, like, their late drunken nights when they would just be drinking, and then when everybody would leave, he would be, like, really mean to my mom. And it would seem like it wasn't... If he hit my mom and he beat her up and it wasn't good enough for him, he would come to me and he would try to beat me up. Well, he wouldn't try, he would. Because I remember being slapped around and like beaten up like when I was younger. It was hard to talk about because it's, I don't want to like say anything that'll make someone cry. It's just really hard because I'm opening up and just saying everything that I remember when I was such a small child. And like people think they're not going to remember that as like as a child and they're going to put their kids through this and they think like, oh, they'll forget, but no. I remember, like, all these details of, like, my stepdad doing that to my mom and, like, fighting her and being mean to her, being mean to us. I just always thought it was because I wasn't his real kid that it didn't really matter to him, like, that I didn't matter to him. So, I don't know. It's just that the... It's so hard for me to talk about it sometimes, but it's just now that I talk about it with this podcast, I can just let it out because I know some people talk to, talk to me growing up that they were treated like this too and they were going through this. And I talked with them and I asked them how they felt and they felt the same way as me. And I asked them, well, like, how did you heal from this and that? And they, you know, their honest answer was drinking. And I didn't want to go down that that 
that lifestyle I went through down that lifestyle for a while and I realized it wasn't for me it wasn't I didn't want to wake up every day just to do the same thing drink forget wake up and wonder what happened that night because I wanted to forget but I I just was scared for my safety as well when I would drink because that's what made me forget and push it down that is not a healthy way that is not and I thought it was growing up because my mom did it growing up and I just like took it into my hands and I was just like yo like you gotta straighten out because this isn't for you because like I would get those little blackouts and I wouldn't remember certain things throughout the night so I knew like that wasn't for me and that's not normal for me to do so I didn't really want to feel that guilt of waking up and just like feeling sad that happened to me because it wasn't my fault and it wasn't my mom's fault it was like something that really opened up my eyes and I wouldn't trade it for the world that I went through that because I learned from it and like a lot of people are gonna have to learn through mistakes they're gonna have to learn through certain obstacles in life because they have to learn what's good for them in healing and the main thing that helped me heal was my 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 finding myself as an indigenous person and learning relearning my culture I didn't have those resources to learn that growing up so that's one thing that helped me and if you're not into traditional ways or cultures like that you could journal you know the same thing as Madison does you could write down your thoughts you could even like sing like whatever you want to do you can do make a podcast anything you want People make TikToks and everything like that to keep their minds and spread awareness to certain situations like this to help other people. And I feel like as we keep making these episodes, I hope a lot of people get the message that we're just sharing our stories and putting it out there that you're not alone and we go through things that other people go through. And that it's not that we're just like here to like make people look bad or anything. We're here because we've been through that and we learned through it. And we thank them and we pray for them that we went through that because we learned through those situations in life that we went through. We didn't ask for us to go through that. It's just we take that and we forgive. And I feel like that's really one thing you have to learn growing up is to forgive the people that did that to you. Forgive them and learn that that's not your fault. And that's not, that's never your fault, honestly. Um, When I was 12, my grandma saved me, honestly. Like, I was so fed up with all of that. And I was like, I didn't want to go through that same thing my mom wanted to go through because she was going through I felt like I told my mom that I was tired of her letting me go through this but I knew it wasn't her fault and then I didn't realize that till I got older that it wasn't 
because I didn't know right from wrong growing up. When I talked to my mom growing up, I learned that I have to trust her and let her go. Even though she didn't say sorry for whatever I went through, it wasn't her fault. I learned to accept that it wasn't my fault at all. Um, as I knew like that people wouldn't really listen to me growing up as I would talk about this, so I never really bring it up to anybody or talked about mm-hmm. it with anybody, how it hurt me. It honestly took like a really big toll out of me growing up because I thought I wasn't good enough and my heart hurts for that younger me because I always blame myself for not being good enough and <clears throat> I thought I always wondered why I wasn't good enough for my parents' love or that type of f- father figure that I had in my life at, at that time and then for them to hurt me. I always thought, like, why did they do that to me? And I just always prayed to never, never blame myself growing up because that's one thing I always did. And I never took the time to heal myself until I got older. I learned to take the time to think of myself first and put myself first instead of other people. I learned to look at myself in the mirror and just tell myself, you know, you're a beautiful person and you try. You try every day to be someone better than you were yesterday. And that's all you could do in life because you're trying. And it's not about the other people that did that to you or the people around you. It's up to you to make yourself a better person and heal from that trauma that you went through and basically learn from that and go throughout life and if you want you could like raise awareness like me and Madison are and learn that other people went through this as well and you could share your stories and they can learn from it and hopefully just listen to you and to what you have to say because it's an amazing feeling letting everything go and like talking about it it's very healing and I advise I give advice to people to do this and to heal themselves and learn to talk about the things that hurt them because someone's Mm -hmm. listening someone's learning from you and I feel like not a lot of people realize that like even like your little siblings or your little nieces or nephews your your kids, your siblings, they learn from you. Like, Even though you think no one is looking up to you, think about them. Think about those type of people that mean something to you already and just find that find that to help you in a way. Um... <clears throat> I would say I always prayed to never get that type of love growing up that I seen from my mom and my stepdad, but I went through that as well. And when I was 17, I met a guy and it was all like love and everything. And we 
did so much together and moved it moved so quickly like very quickly and we moved together and did all those things together and it wasn't until like a year or so after we started dating that's when this true color starts showing he started showing his mean self his his need to party and to drink and to he literally left me to go drink when I was at my house with he just left me like by myself in a res- on our anniversary so like I didn't really think anything of it because it was like our first anniversary and I was just like okay well go ahead I didn't care because I didn't want to be that girl I didn't want to be that type of girl to be like oh no you can't go do that because I don't know I'm not that type of person <laughs> it's just um when I went through that I didn't realize the red flags right away. I didn't realize the toxic in it because I seen it growing up and I didn't, no one's going to tell you right away, oh, I'm an alcoholic and I get abusive when I drink. No one's going to tell you that right away. And it's like, what he, what I went through with that person, it honestly taught me so much because without going through that, I wouldn't know what I want in a relationship. I wouldn't know what is right from wrong from a significant other. And I wouldn't be able to picture what I wanted in life now that I have now. Because I didn't feel happy as I am now, if that makes sense. Like, I never felt the happiness that I do now with that person that I was with back then. Because I never loved myself as much as I did. And I always heard like the saying, like, love yourself before you love another person. And I never really thought about that until after I dated that person that hurt me. And now that I think back about that, it's honestly what I did before I met the boyfriend that I have now. And I'm so glad that I moved on from that relationship because that person did not deserve me and that person didn't even like say sorry about the stuff that we went through or anything. The last thing he told me was, oh, you're ugly, go die. And that that right there, that was like the end of it all. That's when I was like, no, if he says that to me, I'm done. Like, how could you say that to somebody? It was, like, so heartbreaking because how would you wish death upon somebody that you're supposed to love? That is, like, so messed up. And when I told that to, like, my dad, my dad, like, looked at me and straight up was like, leave him alone. You deserve so much better, my girl. And then I just looked at him and I just burst into tears and I was just like, I love you. And I just, like, cried for the longest time and it was like so hard because you don't feel like you're worthy until someone tells you and I hope that you guys feel that type of way when you go into relationships because you are worthy and you deserve to feel important to someone you deserve to feel happy when you're sober with someone that you're dating you know you You deserve to feel that happiness with someone when you're just doing something simple with them and you don't deserve to be abused and the stuff that you go through when you grow up.
I just hope you don't ever feel like depressed and alone because honestly that's what I felt and I'm so glad I found those types of friends and those types of people to learn from and how to heal myself because I don't even know if I would be like where I am today without the people that I know now. I was like in a really rough time, rough time growing up as a child. I had to grow up fast, like really fast. And I just wanted to say that no matter how old you are, you can heal. It took me till I was about 20, 21 to realize a lot of me and like learn from my mistakes and think about what I did and all those things that finally like hit me when I was 21 and that is like a very big step in my life when I was 21 because I took that step into healing and when I was 21 I was like very happy with the life that I went through because without that I wouldn't be here today honestly my grandparents saved me a lot and I couldn't thank them enough they are my saviors honestly okay mm-hmm. yeah. I just also want to like that's all I have to uh, say right now <laughs> <laughs> no, we I just can also want to say, like, just you know, when <clears throat> for all like the younger people, like that are in high school and you know that are just getting into dating, um, always take this into consideration because this mm-hmm. is something I never took into consideration. If the boy you like or if the girl you like is mean to people that quote-unquote don't fit in or if they're mean to people that have disabilities or if they're rude to their parents or if they're mean to other uh other boys and girls like well just anyone in general like if if they don't respect other people they're not gonna respect you and I think like that was one of the things like I should have took into consideration too because I knew like he was he was definitely a bully and he liked to bug other people and he liked to talk badly about other people too so like that's one of the things like I totally should have took into consideration was that and that should have been one of my red flags and you know, everyone has red flags, so, you know, be, like, always watch out for that. Like, if he, uh, yeah, just, like, you know, just always keep a lookout for uh, red flags and just make sure you're, you want to be in a relationship with someone that will respect you and love you for the way that you are. Because everyone deserves to be loved and respected for who they are. Okay, I don't know if you want to end it off or if you want to say something very quickly. Um, yeah, well, I'll say 
I'm actually gonna say a quote <laughs> of the night, I guess, since it's like one AM. <laughs> um, it's just a small quote. It's basically what I was talking about. But it's not from me, it's from somebody else. Um I seen this today and it spoke to me what I wanted to really say. So here it is. <clears throat> um You are more than enough. You were able to give your best and take no. It's not your responsibility to prove yourself to anyone. And that's from M um, Tree. I also want to thank everyone that is supporting me and Keisha. And we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the night. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week.